Hello and thank you for joining us. This is Khalik with OGGK Podcast, The Truth About Everything. Now, the entire planet is exercising a social distancing and quarantine plan of some kind. And here in the U.S., things have been split between essential and non-essential businesses. Now, essential businesses would be medical facilities, gas stations, and grocery stores. Non-essential businesses would be shopping malls, sports arenas, movie theaters, and places of worship. Now, these are labeled as non-essential because they could be potential hotspots for the spread of COVID-19. Well, actually, they have been shown to be hotspots for the spread of COVID-19. Now, 13 states have not labeled places of worship as being non-essential, while 37 states have. And within those 37 states, the response from church leadership to these mandatory closings have been mixed. Some religious leaders willingly have closed their doors and went on to an online format, while others continue regular worship gatherings as well as special services and and things like that. And they're, they're doing this for one of four reasons. Number one, that the coronavirus is a weapon of mass destruction in a spiritual warfare that is currently going on between the forces of good and evil. Uh, the second reason would be that the coronavirus is nothing more than the wrath of God coming down on humanity in an attempt to have them repent from their evil ways and to seek God. Number three is that that the Constitution can't limit a person's right to freedom of religion and practice. And number four would be that churches are not non-essential, that they are actually quite essential to the spiritual health and well-being of the communities in which they serve. And right now, this is what the people need. They need that hope. They need that spiritual support. Now, the idea that the coronavirus is Satan's weapon of mass destruction to judge, convict, and execute the believer for their faith and service to God is 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 very interesting. Now, uh, Kenneth Copeland is one leader, church leader that believes this. He believes the presence of COVID nineteen is an affirmation of spiritual warfare between the forces of good and evil, and that Christians are called to the battlefield to fight in the name of God. Now. Mr. Copeland recently went on air retaliating with a blow directed at the virus itself and Satan, which he believes is the force that wills it. In a manner of a true heartless general, (laughs) Copeland stationed himself safely um, outside this battlefield that he speaks of uh, and stands confidently in an empty, well-sanitized sanctuary, praying dramatically and and shouting at times with a villainous smile. He then physically blew what he called uh, the breath of God on the coronavirus, accomplishing in just a few quick seconds what the world scientists have been unable to do for months, which is rid the planet of COVID-19 forever. Now, 
if that wasn't amazing enough, Copeland also proclaimed to have the power to heal his followers that were infected with COVID-19. And he instructed them to put their hands on the television and he would pray for them. Now, Mr. Copeland has 600,000 people in 132 countries that look to him for guidance and spiritual direction. The sad thing is that those people following this man believe that the virus is no longer active. So they are potentially ignoring safety protocols and exposing themselves to the virus as as well as exposing themselves to death unnecessarily. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm thinking like, who is the enemy of these Christians? Is it Satan or is it Copeland? He actually sent them out into what he has called to be a battlefield, unarmed and blindfolded. According to the Bible, Satan's attack on Job was predicated by specific instruction and support from God. Just look at Job 1, 6 through 12. Now, if if Christians believe Satan has the authority, ability and the jurisdiction to freely murder them outside the sovereignty of God, then what is the purpose of fighting for God in spiritual warfare? Giving that much potential to Satan means that God can talk good, but when it comes down to making some real things happen, it's out of God's hands because God doesn't control the narrative. Let's not forget that Christians are not the only believers losing their lives to this virus. We have lost Muslims. We have lost Buddhists. We have lost the Jewish brothers and sisters that we have. We have lost our Hindu brothers and sisters and as well as the spiritually indifferent. This is more than just a a Christian thing. Now, if COVID-19 is a manifestation of the wrath of God for the repentance of the people, then I would have to ask, what kind of God does that? It sounds more like a, a supervillain than a God to me. You know, where is the, the loving God? Where is the, the slow to anger God? The God of wisdom that can do all things. The God with the ability to make all things possible and to make anything happen. The compassionate God, the God of unconditional love, the God of the lost, of the needy, of the weak, of the powerless, the oppressed. Where is that God? Is the only way God can make people behave was to terrorize, intimidate and threaten them? Why would God be forced to act in such a desperate manner as if God had no other choice? You know, God is sovereign and is fully aware of the issues that we are currently experiencing with COVID-19. God is not the dispenser nor the generator of the virus for the sole purpose of getting what God wants. Only a deeply insane person would kill their children when their children are acting up or burn down their office building when they're having problems at work or brutally murder their spouse because they're not getting along. So let's not give God the characteristics of the criminally insane. Since when does God need opportunity? 
Since when does God need ideal options or have to wait for the right conditions to get what God wants? I mean, is God not God anymore? Think about that. Now, then we have the Reverend Tony Spell of Life Lutheran Church in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Now, he has been receiving a lot of attention lately for his refusal to follow the stay at home orders that have been set forth by the state of Louisiana. Now, this this is very interesting because just recently his attorney has been diagnosed with the COVID-19 virus. Reverend Spell believes that the virus is politically motivated and it's the work of dark spiritual forces as well. This is desiring to persecute the church. Now, Reverend Spell is calling on his congregants as well as all true Christians to be, and this is quote, to be fearless and try your faith in the fire, putting your religion to the supreme test, unquote. He says that going online is not an option and that his church is refusing to close its doors. He believes that his church, the Life Tabernacle Church, is a place of hope and spiritual support for the people of his community and that death is welcomed by all faithful Christians. And this is another quote. This is what he says, quote, The Bible teaches us to be absent from our bodies is to be present with the Lord like any zealot or like any pure religious person. Death looks to them like a welcome friend. True Christians don't mind dying. They fear living in fear. Wow. And this is supposed to be the shepherd that is supposed to be protecting the sheep, protecting the flock. Since when does when a wolf enters the sheep pen, do you, does the shepherd engage the sheep in the fight? I, I thought the shepherd was supposed to protect the sheep. So now Christians are expecting God to be a servant and perform like a star in attraction in a circus act. You know, you want to be able to walk into the arms of death voluntarily in order for God to flex some divine muscle on your behalf and save you. People are dying. Pastors are dying. Congregants are dying. Young and old. This is serious. Take it serious. This is this is treating God like a like a lucky charm or a cheap one function toy where you can push a button and make it do a trick, make it light up, make it make a noise and make it spin in a circle. This is not you worshiping God. This is not you serving God. This is God worshiping you and serving you. Reverend Spell said that the church is a place for hope and spiritual support. Now, that is extremely interesting. So is the church unable to offer hope and spiritual support outside of the church building? Is the church building the only place where hope and spiritual support can be offered and received by those in need? Absolutely not. The church is a place of worship, but it is one of many and has never been the exclusive place of worship, relationship, connection, or communication with God. You can communicate with God in your own home. 
You can connect with God in your car. You can worship God in a corporate setting over the phone, through FaceTime, through Facebook Messenger, etc. Anywhere you are, anywhere you can be, anywhere you wish to be, understand that God is present before you even get there. There is no place that you can go that is that the presence of God is not active and already present at that moment, at that time, at that place. But for those that believe that, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that the problem is that many Christians have been zombified by mediocre spiritual direction. They are biblically illiterate and lost due to irresponsible leadership. You know, they're, they're the victims of self-serving and manipulative sermons and worship experiences. All of this resulting in a pathetically poor state of spiritual health. You know, when you can't pray for yourself, when you can't preach to yourself, when you can't understand scripture by yourself, your dependence is on the pastor to be the intercessor between you and God. Now, at that state, that pastor, that church becomes your Jesus. Jesus has been replaced. You see yourself as being a Christian according to these things, the church, the pastor, the doctrine. You know, the pastor, the church, the doctrine, these things have become a spiritual crutch instead of resources that train you to be educated in the deep things of God, to be studied and showing yourself approved. You know, I say, wake up. Don't allow these pastors to lead you to your death, trying to get hope and spiritual support that doesn't belong to them but is available to any and everybody in God above and beyond any and every church. You don't need to be in church in order to worship God. Corporate worship is not mandatory in order to obtain the hope that you need or the spiritual support you require. Remember any authentic hope and support is from God. It's not like it's grown in the basement of the church. So it's exclusive to the church. God is the source the exclusive manufacturer and distributor of genuine, 100% authentic hope and spiritual support. Only God has the real deal. You know, a designer knockoff can fool you if it's a good fake. And it's hard to tell the difference just by looking at it. But the truth comes out when you begin to put it to use. You know, it was all fine when when it was on the shelf. But once you start to use it, you really begin to notice the inability for it to perform. The loose threads, the lack of quality. It's not what you thought it was. The fake one is never going to be able to deliver what the authentic one could. So if the church is leading you to believe hope and spiritual support is only in the church, That hope and that spiritual support is human generated. It's a knockoff. It's a forgery, a counterfeit, fugazi, temporary. It's a fading hope and support that is not the real deal. Reject it. What's the purpose of the church? You ask that question during these times when they're still bringing people in with under the threat of losing their lives from from COVID-19. What is the purpose of the church? 
Is it to build up or oppress? Is it to liberate or to make and hold captive blind religious slaves? The church is supposed to be a place of enlightenment, a safe place, a place to be enriched, to gain insight for life and its challenges, to discover who and what you are, to meet God and introduce others to God. That is what the church is supposed to be. It's a brainwashing philosophy to believe hope is exclusive to the church building. Spiritual support is not limited to the sermon or the pastor. If you believe hope and spiritual support, the tools for spiritual development and weapons for spiritual warfare exclusively belong to the church, then I ask you, where is the divine hope and spiritual wealth when the spiritually poor and hopeless outside the church need it? Where is the spiritual support you have for the community, when you're calling in your congregants to come into the church in this dangerous time, where is that? Where is it when a young man that's suffering from mental illness wants to take his own life because he believes life has no reason? Where is the hope and spiritual support for that young man? Where's the love when a gay Christian in your community is condemned, ridiculed, verbally abused, and hated. Where's the hope and spiritual support for him? Where's the desire to battle in spiritual warfare when black and brown people are being murdered in the streets all over this country? Are you calling out your congregants into the streets to, to stand up against that danger? If there's so much hope and spiritual support, where is it when the people need it? People are dying from lack of hope and support. People are begging for hope and support. They're praying for it. They're crying out for it. And if you have this radical hope and spiritual support that you're willing to risk your life and those of your congregation and leadership over, where the hell has it been before COVID-19? And where will it be when this is all over? That's what I want to know. There is an alternative. There is an alternative, churchgoers. There is an alternative. Let me tell you a story. I was in San Antonio on business and the fire alarm went off in the hotel in the middle of the night. We were given instructions to leave our rooms get to, and get down to the hotel lobby uh, to exit the building for safety. Now, if the goal is to get down to the first floor and I can't and I cannot get there through the way I'm most accustomed to, which is the elevator. What do I do? Do I jump out of the 16th floor window? No, I take the safe, wise and intelligent alternative. I take the stairs. Showing up to church during a pandemic does not make you a real Christian. The genuineness of your faith is based on your ability to discern and trust the voice of God, not your pastor. Church friends, family members, but God. It's about your relationship with God, your commitment to God. And that can't be defined by if you're 
willing to risk your life by stepping in the church building when you have alternatives to doing that? Is attending your religious services important? Yes. Is praise and worship and fellowship important? Yes. Is worshiping God, possessing divine peace, safety, and insurance important? Absolutely yes. But before you step into a dangerous situation, ask yourself, what other options do I have? Is it necessary to jump out the window hoping you won't kill yourself? Or would it be the intelligent choice to avoid the danger and utilize the blessing of the alternative? The challenge that I believe some Christians are facing as to the legitimacy of their faith by standing up against science in the current state of the times in order to prove to themselves to the world, to their pastor, to their church, that they are true believers in God. God knows your heart. God knows who his faithful people are. There's no need to prove it. There's no need to demand that God protect you in a situation where he had, where God has blessed you with an alternative to avoid it.